This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host, Corliss, is a modern-day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting, Incorporated. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I'm so glad you are here. I love hanging out with people who are motivated to be more and do more. It's exciting to be surrounded by positive people who want to grow and live to their full potential. I know that's you or you wouldn't have landed here. My goal in bringing you this podcast is to help you take control of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. Thank you for spending some time with me today. This is episode 005, where we are talking about the power of gratitude with Kimber Williams. Did you know that gratitude can shield you from negativity, improve your relationships, eliminate stress, and can even improve your sleep? If you are looking to create an immediate shift in your life, practicing gratitude is a great place to begin. Why is that? Well, because gratitude turns what you have into enough. It is a universal principle that what you focus on grows, and when you concentrate your thoughts on all that is good and all that you can be grateful for, worry and stress will fade away as you are focused on what you have versus what you don't. As Eckhart Tolle said, acknowledging the good you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. I know from experience the shift that can come from practicing gratitude of any kind. As someone who has experienced lack many times in many ways, sometimes it was money, sometimes time, friends, health, or even loving relationships, I know it can be easy to get pulled into what you don't have over what you do. The fastest way to break the downward spiral is by practicing gratitude. I think there are obvious things that we can be grateful for, and when we think about what we have, we often go to the usual—health, family, friends, etc. And you know what? These are things to be truly grateful for. But I had an experience that helped me take gratitude to a whole new level, and I want to share that with you to get you into the right mindset before we meet the guest of this episode. A while back, I had read a quote about gratitude that said, What if you woke up tomorrow and everything you hadn't been grateful for today was gone? Well, interesting thought, right? I'm a professional speaker and I had some video shoots booked along with some speaking events. And guess what? I woke up without a voice. This caused a big problem, as you can imagine. I couldn't fulfill my commitments without a voice. And I realized that I had never once been grateful for my voice. The voice that women for generations before me didn't have. The voice that shares a message of purpose and leadership from stages. The voice that tells my family that I love them. 
the voice that is speaking with all of you today. I realized in that experience that there is a whole nother level of things I can be grateful for. That is why I wanted to do this episode today. I want to help you see your blessings and embrace them so you can create a life of abundance through the power of gratitude. Our guest today comes from the state of Colorado in the USA. I met Kimber when she reached out to me through a social channel. What could have been just a quick, meaningless chat in a virtual space became a precious conversation and a foundation for a relationship to grow on. She will always be special to me as she is my first ever international masterclass client, and I am so excited for you to get to know her like I have. She is a blonde turned fiery redhead, a successful entrepreneur in the wellness space, a wife for 15 years, the mom to three kiddos, a cancer survivor, and has four angel babies. As someone who has had the privilege to work with Kimber, I can also attest to her positive outlook, her desire to be a good human, and lead others to do the same. I am so grateful to have you join us today, Kimber. Thank you for taking the time and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Corliss. I'm oh, I'm just so excited, so honored to talk to you today. And my mind has just been spinning. It's, you know, in anticipation of what we're going to talk about today. And just, I'm just excited to be here as well. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited to have you. Now, from the introduction, I'm sure our audience is intrigued to get to know you better. Tell us a little bit more about your backstory and the defining moments that brought you here today. Okay. Well, you know, for me, I would really say that, you know, going back, really the home I grew up in, I mean, I just grew up in an amazing home. I have amazing parents and actually a little tidbit, we live next door to my parents now. We moved in a year ago and um, we're in our dream home. And so that's how much I love my parents. (laughs) We live next door to them now. So in that home growing up, um, my parents, they're entrepreneurs, but they weren't always entrepreneurs. And when they got married, they lived in a little house that every room in the house was in one room. And, you know, they just, they didn't have money. My dad was a teacher. He didn't really have money. And the reason that 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 is so important is because when you look at my parents today and the success that they've had, they truly built it from like the ground up. And so growing up in this home of parents that really had a vision for the future, they had a willingness to work for it. But alongside that, they're just the air in our home. It was one of positivity. Uh, it was one of with with two people that have they they have both have very successful businesses that they built. They both had an air of there is always more than enough business for everybody. There is always more than enough time. There is always more than enough money. And so you know when you have that being modeled in your home, it's powerful. So I would say that that those those beginning days of growing up in that home that really planted in me a desire to have that same type of home, you know, when I was married and had kids. I've always dreamed of being an entrepreneur and, you know, to grow up and watch that be modeled was very powerful. So, so that was kind of the beginning space. And then, you know, of course, we all have contrast in our lives. And, you know, we have that contrast of good things and low times. And so one of the things that was very defining for me, and it's very interesting to look at now because I was 21 years old, was you mentioned that I had ovarian cancer. So when I was a senior in college, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. I was in California. My parents were in Colorado. 
And after that surgery, before starting chemo, I like I had this dream. And that's one of the things that my parents taught us growing up was, you know, be true to yourself, listen to you, listen to your intuition. I was like, mom and dad, I want to go through treatment and go through chemo while I'm in the dorms in California. They're in Colorado. And I want to finish and graduate with my friends. And I can expound on that a little bit more in the in the rest of as we talk, but that was a very defining time in my life. And it was really, honestly, as I look back, it was really filled with joy and gratitude. The next, the next part of my life that has been very defining was after I got married, my husband and I, we had a miscarriage and then we had two boys and then I had multiple miscarriages back to back. And so I will delve into that a little bit more, but going through those miscarriages, my pregnancies were honestly very brutal. I was on home health care, so I really did struggle with some depression and comparison during those times, but those are some very big defining moments in my life. Wow. It sounds like you've been through a lot and I can't wait to hear a little bit more about that. So would you say that all of these experiences have kind of helped you level up your attitude of gratitude and how so? Oh, they absolutely have, you know, as I was, as I was looking back and thinking about all of this, you know, one, uh, there's a very specific area that I can really see this attitude of gratitude. And one of the things like, as I was thinking about all of this and looking back at it, you know, I never want people to think that I'm like, oh gosh, I'm, you know, look at me. I was so good. I decided to finish, finish school and go through, go through the rest of the year with my friends and graduate on time. Cause I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm this amazing person. What I'm saying is the home I grew up in, that that gave me the groundwork for decisions I made in life as a young, you know, when you're 21, you're very young. And so looking back, I'm just so grateful for that groundwork that I was given. So one of the, one of the examples, like this is a very specific example is that when they found out that I had cancer and they did my surgery, they, I found out I had a tumor. My parents flew in at 2 a.m., into LA, came up to Santa Barbara, and I had to sign a form that if it was cancerous, that they would do a hysterectomy. And so that was terrifying. As a 21-year-old girl, for me, for my parents, it was terrifying. And so when they did the surgery, they removed a grapefruit-sized tumor. And as they took that out in an ovary, they could not determine if it was cancer. So after debating, they finally decided to go ahead and sew me up. They did not do a hysterectomy. And it took about a week for them to determine that it was cancerous and that I would need treatment. And the reason that this was a very defining moment in my life that continually comes back to me is that I almost was not able to have children in terms of carrying them and birthing them. And so, you know, when you, when you move forward in my life and we, you know, we get married and I get, I'm not even sure if I can get pregnant. I get pregnant. We have babies. I'm so sick. Like it was, I was on home healthcare IVs. I was so sick. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, people kept saying, okay, you're not going to have any more, right? Like this one is it, like this has been a brutal pregnancy, but because of where I had been, because of the perspective of seeing, I almost wasn't even able to carry this child. I was so grateful and so full of joy, despite the trials that came really for about uh, eight or nine years of trying to get pregnant, getting pregnant, being very sick, getting pregnant, being sick, having multiple miscarriages. And so, you know, when you have those times in your life that are so trying, 
if you allow them to give you perspective, they can really shift how you look at things later on in your life. And so that attitude of gratitude, even now on days when my kids are driving me crazy, um, my boys, they are bouncing boys, you know, bouncing off the walls and I want to pull my hair out is that perspective of remembering where I was and what I've come from. It brings so much gratitude. And now that's not easy, is it, Corliss? Like, oh my gosh, it's not easy in everyday life. Um, and I'm not saying I've sailed through it, but that perspective, it, it really has brought a lot of gratitude. So I think you're right. Like your attitude of gratitude is only able to be born because it's a point of reference. The, the dark times allow us to know the times of greatness, right? That's exactly right. And I always remember... I feel like it was in high school, somebody did a chart and they did, you know how you mirror something. So if you have, if you have something that's super down low and you mirror that the other side of the mirror is going to show it super high. And they talked about how the, the lower the time that you go through the, the rougher the times, that means on the flip side, the more joy that you can feel because of those low times. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with that more. So it is a matter of perspective and it's a matter of where you focus your energy, which is, I hear very clearly that even on the tough days, you're just able to pull yourself out of it by having that attitude of gratitude. So we all know that mindset's everything and that's kind of what we're talking about here. So let's talk about how focusing on what you have creates more of it. Maybe you can give us a short story or two of what that looks like for you. Okay, so I have, as I was thinking about this, I have a super specific example. It was fairly recently in my life. And so a couple of years ago, I had one of my friends, she decided she did not want to be friends with me for whatever reason. You know, once I, once I caught on, I started questioning her and she kind of pushed me away, refused to discuss it. And it was very devastating. So through this situation, um, I started to make a lot of decisions about myself. I started to shrink back. And during this time, I became very depressed. And I started having physical issues because of the depression that my mind was in. So it's very important for me, for others to know that even though I have, you know, I had this upbringing of being positive and gratitude is that we all go through those times. And it's not always easy. I don't just breeze through life where everything is gratitude and roses. So during this time, you know, I was very depressed. And so, you know, my head was, it was in the toilet. You know, I was thinking that I was too much. I needed to hide who I was. People were going to leave me. That is where I was focused. Okay. And so because that's where I fo was focused, that's what I created more of. And now during this time, another piece of this story is that I started going to a health professional and this was his great. I had so many references. I really liked him. He helped me a lot, but there was a time while I was going to him that he started saying, okay, you, you really should not run. You you're going to hurt yourself. Um, you should only do an elliptical. Um, you have very slow circulation. He started telling me these things that were his assessment of me. And I really moved into a place with that situation with my friend where I was so depressed with that. And then the physical things, I went downhill mentally, emotionally, and physically. I was a shell of myself. Um, I was not happy. I was not a, a happy mom. I was not fun around my kids. My kids even said to, told me that I was not a fun mom. So this was, this was sort of a long season. Well, after that season, 
not after, during that season, a angel of a woman came into my life and this woman spoke truth over me. She intuitively said to me, she said, you are strong physically. I feel like I need to tell you, you are strong physically, that your body is strong, that you are strong and somebody's telling you otherwise. And it's not the truth. Well, Corliss, when this person spoke this over me, it resonated so deeply. And as she told me that I shifted And I started to realize where my head had been. And I can tell you that within a month of re-realizing the truths about myself, I started to look at myself and say, I have a strong mind. I have a strong body. I started running and I had never felt more alive in my life. And the contrast from those two years of thinking I was not enough and moving into physical issues and then finding freedom. I mean, everybody around me could not believe what happened. And it's probably the most potent example I have in my life of the difference of what you focus on grows. And when I shifted to focusing on the truth about myself and not what I thought my circumstances were saying, I mean, it it was incredible what happened. I just love your stories. And both of those, it's ironic because I didn't know that those were your stories you were going to share. And both of those have happened to me almost exactly. And I bet you it's happened for our audience as well. So I'm curious with the friendship aspect, because sometimes people come into our lives and then they're gone. And some relationships are for a season and some are for a lifetime. Will you just share with us kind of the moral of the story of what you learned from that experience with your friend who decided not to be friends with you any longer? You know, oh my gosh, there's so many morals. And it, you know, it's so it's so fun now that I am able to talk about it. You know, when you go through those and you can't even talk about it because there's so much pain. So, you know, I would say that looking back, I during that time, like I loved this person so much and I wanted to do anything to hold on to her, but I wasn't paying attention to, is this a relationship breathing life into me? I was not paying paying attention to, is this somebody that makes me feel amazing about myself? I wasn't paying attention to the energy of that relationship. So that's one thing. Um, and that's, the, that's something that I also learned with that, that healthcare professional is that when I would leave an appointment with him, while I was thankful that my body body had been adjusted and I did acupuncture and all that, I left feeling yucky. And so I feel like it has really caused me to sit up and take notice of who I'm around and the things I'm doing. And so this person, you know, being one of my closest friends, you think, okay, this is my best friend. I, you know, they're your friend, you love them, but then you don't necessarily pay attention to how you feel after being around them. So it's really made me sit up and take notice of how I feel and where my energy level is when I am around certain people or do certain things. Now, the second thing that it has taught me is that, situations, things that people say, or what I'm making up in my head that I think they're saying, like Brene Brown says, the story I'm telling myself is, those do not define me. And so it has brought me to a place of who am I at my core? And when I've recognized those, those are now things that I speak to myself daily. Right before we got on this call, I sat and I said, who am I? And I spoke to myself and I looked in the mirror so that I could operate in my strengths and not in anything going on around me. So the long story short is it taught me circumstances, what people say, or the story I make up in my, in my head, those do not define me.
I am who I am and that does not change. Beautiful. And yet sometimes relationships might change. They might shift. And the same thing for the other person as well. I mean, sometimes things shift for them and that relationship needs to evolve to something different. Sometimes I even talk about it in my book about how sometimes things evolve and that includes relationships. And once that's happened, it served a purpose, right? So yeah, I love that. Great, great share. Thank you. So I have a big question here. Have you ever fallen into the comparison trap? Now, that might seem like a strange question considering we're talking about gratitude, but I think it's really relevant here because in our social media world today, it's so easy to look at the highlight reel of what people are posting and compare ourselves to that. We then fall into the victim of comparison and we lose our sense of gratitude because we're so focused on what others have that is better than what we have. And I really want you just to kind of go into that and like, have you ever fallen into that trap? And how do you, you know, make sure that you rise above it or separate yourself from that so that you can stay in a place of gratitude? Yeah. I mean, that comparison, gosh, that, it's so hard. And I have definitely fallen into that numerous times in my life for varying lengths of time. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is that growing up, my mom would always tell us, she would say, you know, when you start to compare yourself to other people and you pretty much, if you're comparing, you don't ever measure up, you know, and when you compare you, your eyes are rolling back into your head and so when my eyes are rolled back into my head, there is no room for anybody else. And I know that for me, because I, you know, at the core of me, I want to empower others. I want to serve others. And when my eyes are rolled into my head and I'm only looking at me, there is no room for anybody but me. And that's not how I want to live. And so with, you know, with some of the recent realizations that I've had and just growth that I've had in the last few months, I would say one of one of the most powerful things for me is having people in my corner, having people who are head lifters. Um, they lift my head when I'm down and speak truth to me. And I know that for me now, I, you know, I, I message my mom, I message one of my friends that somebody that I trust and know will speak truth to me and they're able to speak truth to me. And, and one of the phrases we now use all the time is that the story I'm telling myself is this, and it's so powerful to realize the things going on in our head. They are a story that we're choosing to believe. And when I speak, the story I'm telling myself is this. Okay. And then what is my truth? That that's something along with having people hold me accountable. That really helps me to shift where I'm putting my energy. Well, I just absolutely love that. And it's so true. The story we're telling ourselves, because a lot of times, I mean, that not only connects with gratitude, but that really connects with your mindset as well, because a lot of times we take things, internalize them, and we tell ourselves stories. And it's actually the past and our limiting beliefs that are actually dictating, you know, what's going on right now. And it might not even be the truth. So great share there. And I love the extra that you've added on that. Are you someone who wants to learn to lead yourself and others? If you are, I want to invite you to get my digital course. This is a personal development program you can work at your own pace in the comfort of your own home. My listeners get a discount of $20 off the entire program using discount code PODCAST. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. With your purchase, you will have access to the program forever, so it will bring you value for a lifetime. I believe the best investment anyone will ever make is in themselves. If you agree with me, head on over to corliss.ca to purchase your Lead Your Life course today.
tell us a little bit about how you practice gratitude. What are practical things that people can do to incorporate a gratitude practice into their lives? Okay. You know, as I was thinking about this and thinking back to the, you know, the times when I wasn't doing well, and you know how you'll, with social media and, you know, all of that that's coming at us today, I feel like sometimes when we're in a dark time and we see people being grateful or we see, I'm so grateful for my family, or we're like, yeah, 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 like whatever. And now being on the other side of some of that tough stuff and having such a, a new focus for gratitude, it's been something so important to me to have a place where I can stay in gratitude. So one of the very first tip that I have is that I've learned is you're going to, you hear, you'll hear me say the word contrast a lot. You know, that contrast in our life during day, the day contrast is driving and somebody cuts you off. It's your kids coming home and they start fighting and yelling, you know, that contrast where you're like, Oh, so when you are going to sleep at night and waking up in the morning, you have the least amount of contrast. And those for me, I'm finding are the best time for me to really ground myself in gratitude. So every night now, when I lay down to go to bed, I lay down and I think, oh my gosh, I love my pillow so much. I love our bedroom. And, and it seems silly to me even when I'm doing it, but it puts me in that space of gratitude. And that's where I want to go when I sleep, when I'm resting. I want to go in a place of peace. So I think about anything that I can that I have so much gratitude for, and I really feel it. Then as I wake up every morning, I do the same thing. I think, oh my gosh, I love my bed. I'm so grateful for this bed. Today is going to be a great day. This is going to be a great day today. And those are the things that, and I, I'm not saying that this just happened, but these are things that now kind of are programmed into me because when I start, when I end my day in gratitude and start my day choosing today is going to be a great day, whether whatever contrast comes at me today, I choose to be present, have gratitude, and I am going to have a great day today. So that's number one, ending and starting my day with this practice. Number two is I start that and a lot of times I'm just laying in my bed thinking that, but then, ah, oh, Corliss, I've heard this my whole life. My mom has preached this to me in my whole life, but I always poo-pooed it. I wanted to be the person that was going to have a great life and not get up early. I wanted to stay in bed as long as I could. And so what I have learned, I, and I mean, I would say this has shifted so much for me is that even if it's 30 seconds that I get up out of my bed, I go sit in the chair in my room and I have prayer and meditation. Uh, you know, ideally 15 to 30 minutes is what I would like. But some days today, I think it was about two minutes. My kids were on me right away and I didn't get up early enough. So having that prayer meditation time, you know, especially in this day and age with technology, we are barraged all the time. And so making that space to set my intentions for the day has been absolutely life-changing for me. And then my third tip is for me personally, I have found that going on a walk, um, it's 15 minutes. If I, I shoot for 15 to 20 minutes every day is if I can go on a short 15 minute walk this, oh my gosh, it can, I can't believe how quickly it moves me into gratitude. I feel inspired. I feel energized. I feel alive, breathing the air, you know, feeling the earth as I'm walking, which even if I, as I say it, I would have rolled my eyes at that, you know, eight months ago, but it grounds me in gratitude like nothing else. I love it. And those are all practical things that anyone can do, like to just, you know, decisively and intentionally choose 
that gratitude becomes a part of my life and these are three things that I do. Maybe you'll have your own list thing, list of things that you can add to us even. I just wanted to come back to one point that you made just to kind of drive it home because I know when you said, you know, on social media, we're barraged with all this and people are posting all these great things that are going on in the winter. I notice a lot of people, of course, they want to share that they're on this hot holiday and you might be home in the cold and in your same life and just looking at it and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Kimber's referencing. So awareness is the key to all change. It really is. And it's the key to intentional living. You have to be aware of what's going on in your mindset in order to shift it. And mindset's everything. So when you notice that you're going into that yeah, yeah, yeah thing, I want you to recognize it and then switch the thought to a thought that serves you and a thought of gratitude. Because remember, the more that you put out good into the world, you send this vibration out to other people that you're happy for them and that you're grateful that they get that experience and that you're grateful for the last time you got a holiday as an example and that you're grateful you live in a safe country and all these things that you're able to start compiling and shifting your mindset, you can you can change how you feel today and you can change how you will be projected into the world and how other people will receive you and the gratitude will come back to you. So just keep that in mind as as you're moving forward in your life because awareness is the key to all change and you can actually level up your gratitude just by being grateful for even the people that are out there in your life showing you what's possible. So what advice would you offer out to anyone who is in a place of lack right now? How can they get themselves out of it? Okay. So as I was thinking of this, the first thing that came to my mind, number one was for me personally, when I'm in a place of lack, when I'm, I'm just not mentally taking care of myself is that I start to stay up late. I start to watch Netflix instead of, you know, reading my books or listening to things that give me life. And I'm honestly, I don't get enough sleep. So then I get up the next morning, I wake up too late, I don't eat well, I don't drink my water. So my first one is take care of yourself. You know, go to bed early, set your schedule so that you're getting enough sleep and start to take care of yourself as far as eating and just really paying attention to that self-care because there really is, I've just learned so much about, you know, the food we eat is energy and how even that can feed how we're feeling. And, you know, what do we do a lot of times, you know, if you're someone who loves chocolate, you start eating chocolate if you're down. And so really paying attention to that self-care and how you're taking care of yourself. Okay, so my next thing would be, go for a walk. And I know I already talked about this, but my, my husband and I, we've done lots of counseling throughout our marriage. And that's when we went to, we went to a marriage intensive a few years ago. And that was one of the number one things he said, he was like, go for a walk every day, go look at the trees, go feel the ground beneath your feet, go for a walk. So number two for me would be get out in nature and go for a walk. Even if it's around your house, just go outside. The number three is, and I, to me, this is hard because I will start it and I won't continue it is just what you said is being intentional about gratitude. Um, you know, if you are somebody that wants a pretty notebook, go find a pretty notebook at Ross and make it your gratitude notebook. And write down things and don't, don't make anything too small. If you have a new toothbrush and you absolutely love that toothbrush and it makes your teeth feel so clean, write down, I love my toothbrush. It does not matter what you're focusing your gratitude on. It's that energy of gratitude and that feeling of gratitude that is going to start to shift things for you. So really, you know, writing down my heart's beating. I had a meal 
I have warm sheets on my bed. Anything that you feel gratitude about and start to do that on a daily basis. So I'd say those would be my three tips. I love that. I love that even that you said that about your toothbrush because I recently tried a new toothpaste and I love it. It makes my teeth feel so clean. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I really love this toothpaste. You're making me feel that. So great share. Again, very aligned there. And I also love how you said that there's an energy. You do create a different energy. You just are. You come from a different place when you're in that space and mindset of gratitude. Love it so much. So before I ask the final three questions that I ask all of my guests, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? One of the things that you just said was you added in talking about awareness of your emotions. And I would say that has been another, just, I've been learning so much lately, but that's been another one that I'm really working on is being aware of your emotions because what I did in the past, which I think a lot of people do, you know, if you're a mom, if you have a business, if you, I mean, whatever's going on in your life, emotions are annoying. I would push them down. It was like, okay, I can't feel that right now. You know, I would push them down away all around except dealing with them. And so that's something that I really think that you said is key is today. And this is actually one of the things I say in the mornings is today I will be aware of my emotions and being aware of my emotions has allowed me to move into a space of, like I said, not pushing them away, but I acknowledge them. And then I'm honestly, I'm able to move on quicker or I'm able to make an adjustment mentally because of my awareness of my emotions. So that awareness that you spoke of is huge. And the, the other little phrase that I think and say all day is thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. The thoughts that I'm thinking now are going to be me creating. They are me creating my future. And if I'm thinking about my past right now, unfortunately, if I'm thinking and staying there, I'm creating my future. So being aware of those emotions and thoughts, because those are your future. That's what you're creating. Oh, wow. You said so much value there. Thoughts become things. So do a check with yourself throughout the day. Everybody who's listening, please do a check with, with yourself throughout the day as Kimber's suggesting. What are your thoughts? What are, what are you thinking right now? And is it directing you towards what you want? Because thoughts become things. There's another thing I wanted to add here about gratitude. When you practice gratitude, like intentionally, it allows you to focus on more of what you want. So it does create more of. So as we're talking about the universal principle of what you focus on grows. So just as a quick example, if you were to think about wanting to create more money in your life, if you focus on lack of, you create more of that because thoughts become things. Whereas if you get grateful for the money that you do have, and you are grateful for the fact that you've received money throughout your lifetime, you put yourself into a space and in an energy will, to create more of that. I remember at one point really trying to absorb this and learn this, and I had different coaches and teachers that were helping me with this because I come from a place of scarcity in my entire upbringing, and I was really looking to shift my mindset about finances and about wealth. And I remember, you know, saying to myself, even when somebody would give me change back, so say at the drive through window, I'd pick up my cup of coffee and they'd give me change back. I would actually think I'm so grateful that I have money flowing into my life. <laughs> now, remember, 
that money was mine anyway. It was the change. But it's like this practice of gratitude that I could even buy a cup of coffee and then receive money back. Energetically, it will just shift things for you. So there's a lot of really good stuff that you've shared here. And I just wanted to add those couple of key points to that as well. So uh, three closing questions I always ask. What does leadership mean to you? Okay, so the first thing that came to my mind as I was really pondering this is because really, you know, I had a definition for leadership about eight months ago, but so much has happened in my life in the last few months. And the first word that came to my mind was, to me, leadership is about empowering others. Um, you know, there's, so, you know, there's so many companies and leaders. And I feel like a lot of time leadership is looked at having power over people. It's looked at, looked at telling them what to do. But to me, leadership is about empowering others. And for me personally, it's about being willing to have courage to step out and be me, be somebody told me recently, they said, you today are supposed to be fully Kimber. That is your goal. You be fully Kimber, operate in you. And so operating in me being okay with making mistakes, but from there, being open, being willing to be open and real about my failures and successes. And hopefully that's going to inspire, empower others to do the same, to step out in who they are and, and just really thrive in that. It sounds to me like, to me, it's that it's about lifting other people up. You know, this is, again, um, something that just recently in my first years of coaching, I had people, you know, come into my life that needed me for a specific purpose to, you know, coach them and help them become the leader that they're meant to be. So I coach them, I work with them, and then they're done, right? They exit my life because my job is done. And I remember in the beginning feeling like, oh, what did I do? Like taking it personally. And then I recognized that it has nothing to do with that because the goal here is to help people rise up to be the leader that they can be. And when they don't need me and they're empowered, that tells me that I've done my job. So it's not something to um, you know take personally. It's not something to feel bad about. It means that I have empowered people. And that's really, again, what, what you're saying about that's what leadership is all about. It's about empowering others to be what they can be. So great definition, great explanation. Thanks for sharing that. Now, what is one book or one podcast that you'd recommend right now? I'm sure you have many, but let's narrow it down to one book, one podcast right now. I would say, so this is one that I recently read. It was recommended to me because I just felt like I was at a point where I was almost sabotaging my own success. Like I knew that I, you know, I was sabotaging myself. And so the book that I read, actually I listened to on Audible is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And all, this, this book is just so eye-opening. So I've listened to it on Audible a couple of times. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And then you said one podcast. So the one that I've been listening to is her name is Tiffany Peterson. And she is the one that really, I feel like she really opened my eyes to really looking at the core of who I am and speaking those truths to myself, looking in the mirror every day. And that's really made a massive shift in me. So Tiffany Peterson. Awesome. Love it. Okay. I'm going to look that up. I don't actually know that one. And the book, what is the book about? Like just so that people have an idea of what the read's about. 
basically he talks about like he he gives all kinds of different references of people he've worked he's worked with from CEOs that are millionaires to where you get into habits and patterns from your past that you don't even realize that stop you where you are. And so he gives real life examples of working with people and right now of course my mind is blanking and I can't think of specific examples but He talks about working with people and how because of these patterns, thought patterns and habits from the past that they're not able to move forward. And I mean, it is it is so eye opening and so brilliant. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to check it out myself. So based on where you're at in your life right now, considering all the highs and all the lows, what two pieces of advice do you want to offer the audience in closing? Okay, the first thing I would say is as as you get off here. I want you to recognize if you could find two, like maybe it'll be more. If you could find two words that describe the core of you, of the core of who you are. Um, I recently was working with a friend. I hadn't talked to her in a while. And as I talked to her, I was just blown away. She was in a horrible place in her life. And she just was like, I'm in the worst place I've ever been in. I have no confidence. And as I looked at her, I said, are you strong? And she said, no. And I said, no, no you, the core of you, are you strong? And she looked away and I said, no, this is not about anything going on. Well, she said, no, well, this is what people are saying. I said, no, it's not what people are saying. Are you strong? And we did this for about 15 minutes. And by the end, she looked at me and she said, I am strong. And so the power of knowing the core of who you are, and you don't even have to believe it right now, to be quite honest, but recognizing two things about who you are at the core, it does not matter circumstances or what anybody's saying is identify those two. And I've really been the past couple of weeks here, really been like praying and meditating on this. What are my top two? And the two that it just in the past few days have come to me is I am powerful and I am inspired. And those are the two that have resonated with me when I start to go in my head to, a, to just a not good place, you know, like one of those neighborhoods, don't go alone. Like I shouldn't go alone to my head is I am powerful and inspired and those speak to me and they start to lift my energy when I reconnect with that. So identify those two things. And then I would say that find either either finding or reconnecting with your tribe, finding or reconnecting with people that will be those dream keepers, that will be people that will lift your head, that will speak truth and life over you because we are not meant to do life alone. And I isolate myself when I'm not doing well. And I almost don't allow them to speak into my life because I am down and I don't want to hear it. So find and reconnect with those people and receive, like receive and let them speak into you. Beautiful. And again, I couldn't agree more because I also, when I'm not in the best headspace, I have a tendency to isolate myself and pull myself back, which I'm sure much of the audience does as well. So get around those people who really care about you and who will lift you up and that bring you energy and see who you are. So if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? So I would say Facebook and Instagram are the best places. On Facebook, I am Kimber KY. I've got to be different. You know, I've got the the red hair, K-Y-M-B-E-R, Kelly Williams, and it's K-E-L-L-Y. So you can go there and follow me. Or Instagram, my handle is at Kimber, K-Y-M-B-E-R, Nicole, N-I-C-C-O-L-E. And I'm hoping to expand, and but those are the two best places right now. 
Fantastic. Thank you again for joining us today. I know the audience will love everything you had to say as much as I did. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. I hope you have as well. It was so fun. I lo- always love talking with you, Corliss. Yeah. Thanks so much, Kimber. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time. And I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose and be the leader you are meant to be.